today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Former jurors on some high-profile cases that we've had here in Hamilton and other parts of uh, the country over the last little while have uh, come forward now and uh, talked about being traumatized by graphic court evidence that uh, is presented in some of those trials. And uh, there, before now, the only way that this was ever dealt with was that the judge at the trial could order that there would be assistance for them. Well, not everybody came forward. Not every judge did that. So there was some problem about the impact that this was having on people that are doing their civic duty. Well, that was dealt with yesterday when Ontario's Attorney General Yasser Nakvi uh, came to the Johnson Pickett Courthouse here in downtown Hamilton and made this announcement. Well, so Hamilton has uh, seen some difficult uh, cases that go through. Bosma trial is is uh, is a very good example. So we felt that it was uh, appropriate to come to Hamilton uh, to talk about this to make sure that jurors who were involved uh, in that trial uh, knows uh, about the program and if they need access to it are able to access this program. It's called the Jury Support Program, and it will help as many people as possible, regardless of how much time has passed after they've served on a jury. Some are questioning whether this is even necessary. Well, let's talk to Theo Sellis about that, registered family therapist and, of course, president of Integrity Works. He joins us here on 900 CHML. Theo, good morning. How are you today? I'm terrible, Bill. I got this wicked cold going on, so I got this sexy, deep voice. Yeah, you're, you know, you're about kinda... two octaves lower than usual. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I'm going to keep this voice. <laughs> we sound really professional, I think, too. Sure, sure. This is this is a great radio voice for you. <laughs> uh, listen, let, I want to talk about about trauma and and dealing with this. And and we've talked yeah. about PTSD in 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 light of uh, people that have served in the armed forces, for instance, maybe have been over in Afghanistan or in Bosnia years ago, whatever the case may have been, and the impact that it can have both short term and long term. Uh, talk to us about people that actually go and sit on a jury like this and the impact that this, this has on, on them. I mean, I, th- I think this cut an awful lot of people off guard that this can have such a traumatic and dramatic effect on people. Yeah, you know, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting development. And like many uh, well-intended develop- developments, it can, uh, it can actually do some really good. And, and interesting enough, from my perspective, it can also create some harm, too, if it's not done properly. Um, so, you know, the whole idea is how do people encounter different things that they deal with in such a way that they're able to deal with those things and then not have those particular experiences impact their lives negatively. In other words, can they go through an experience whether they actually deal with the situation themselves or by listening to someone else describe it, uh, start experiencing some of that sort of vicariously? Can they go through that without disrupting their own well-being, being able to disrupt their own mental health, their own uh, relationships uh, are they are are they going to be okay themselves after uh, either experiencing something directly or hearing someone else talk about uh, a, a difficult experience? So uh, there's some pros and cons about this, and we can certainly get into that. Well, let, let's talk about some of the the, the cons. I'm I'm in, intrigued by your comment that actually this this treatment might actually have an adverse effect. How so? Yeah. So on, on the quick side, I mean, it's nice to have the option. I think it's great. Jurors get absolutely nothing, or minimally nothing, for going through what they go through in terms of like you know, any kind of compensation. I think you don't get anything for a little while and then maybe $40 a day or whatever. So it's a hardship that we're imposing on people in response to their civic duty. And so I think it's great for them to have the option of getting help. The possible harm that could happen is how we come to think of events anyway. So you'll hear people talk a lot about traumatic events, right? And so I do a lot of um, crisis intervention and trauma debriefing and received a lot of training. And so uh, the interesting thing is, is that... There have been a number of research, a number of research showing that 
how you present this kind of topic to people will impact a lot about whether or not they're going to feel traumatized. So they, uh, in the 90s especially, everyone needed to have some trauma debriefer coming into their workplace if something happened in their work, you know, like someone got shot or committed suicide or some mm-hmm. quote-unquote traumatic event. The idea that if you didn't bring someone in there, all kinds of employees would have PTSD and, you know, it would be terrible and you have to make sure that people are okay. So you're doing this proactive thing and everyone, you know, every company sort of were falling over each other making sure that they took care of their employees. And then the research started coming out and saying, like, so is this really effective? Is, is all this trauma debriefing actually helping people prevent, are you preventing people from being traumatized by these things? And what they found was often, more often than not, the people who were, had the models coming in, the people coming into the trauma debriefing, more often than not, those employees ended up having more traumatic experiences, more PTSD than oftentimes when there was no intervention at all. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.